Welcome back to another episode of Xtreme. Where are we? My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And this is a podcast where we dig deep on video games and not die of starvation. I'm so hungry. Where even are we? I don't know, but it's a full moon. God. There, what? It's a full moon. Oh, God, it's ominously lurking above us, and just, Jesus Christ, it feels like it's getting hotter. Yeah, what's the deal with that? How is that possible? I thought we were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, we're in, like, some sort of forest. Oh, God, my fingers feel, everything feels like it's on fire. Mm. Oh, could it be? Uh Uh-oh. What? Is that actual fire? Oh shit! No! Oh! Oh god! You're right! Oh god! Okay. Um, uh, we're taking a quick break. Hold on. Stop we gotta get to higher ground. Stop dropping roll. 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 Stop dropping and roll out of here. Okay, I think we're safe. Yeah. Do we want to just talk about what happened? Um. Yeah, I think open yeah. communication is healthy in a relationship. That's true, and we want to foster a very healthy relationship with everyone. Mm-hmm. So, in the vein of total honesty, we were attacked by a giant flaming robot. Yeah, makes sense, because we're playing Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, because we're playing Mega Man game, and we're right. playing, now it's Torch Man. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> see, it all makes sense. Yeah. I don't know Let's why talk we were a little so surprised bit. or confused. That we even, I know. We even we, clicked we, on Torch Man. I know. And like, I wrote it down in my notes that we were going <laughs> to do that first. It was just, oh man, really parting the kimono here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk Torch Man. Yeah. So, first off, I really do love... The background environments here with the campgrounds and all the little details. Yeah. Like, it starts off, like, it starts off initially, like, you started off on the edge of the forest. Right. Like, off in the distance, you see the city with, like, the little lights on and everything. Yeah, the mountains. Exactly. And it looks super awesome that they was like, okay, this is as far as I can transport you. You have to go on foot from here. Yeah. That first, like, background right when you enter every level is always, like, such a good shot. Oh, yeah. It's a great little framing device for the theme of the area yeah. that you're going to be in. Right. It's like, I also it's like, like a cover the... page. Exactly. Speaking of cover pages, I like how the, like, de facto mascot of the Mega Man universe 
are just Mets. Are Mets? Those little, the little tiny dudes with the helmets. Oh yeah, it's true, eh? They're just everywhere. They're the de facto mascot. <laughs> it just happened, like exactly. Like they just. I don't know why. I think it. I actually, you know what? I do think I know why. It's the cuteness factor mm. because ev- people will eat up small shit that is incredibly basic in terms of its design. Like why people eat up minions or shit like that. Yeah, it's basically a minion. It's a it's a minion except a slightly less shitty minion. Yeah, it's cooler, cooler minion. <laughs> anyway, enough on that. I think we can talk a little bit more. Let's jump into the actual stage itself. Yes. Um, I appreciate this uh, mechanic of the tents that are set up uh-huh. um, to the, kind of got the vibe. keep you on edge. On edge, okay. Well, yeah, it definitely adds to the vibe of, you know, you're on a campground. But I think it keeps you on edge, too, and as a gay as a player. Because you notice at first that if you shoot them, they fall down and there's nothing there. But... A few times later, you knock it down and you see a giant enemy that comes out of it. Right. Maybe if you wait so, long enough, something will come out of it. That's the thing. Maybe. So, it's either wait it out and see, or try and take it down and hope for the best. Because <laughs> you could just do a full-on charge shot and into an empty tent. Or just hit it with a pea shooter and a giant mechanical rabbit with a hard hat jumps out or a beekeeper hat i don't even know yeah ranger john's hat from like uh from uh oh my god why am i forgetting the name of the bear who eats food yogi bear Bear. yeah oh my god the bear who eats food the bear (laughs) yeah you know like Pooh bear yeah the picnic baskets yeah (laughs) wow oh my god i think another coffee (laughs) anyway I think it's a good mechanic because it keeps you on your toes in terms of not knowing what to expect. Yeah. And it keeps you alert as the stage as you move through the stage. Um, just as an FYI, um, I don't believe that explosive fire shooting mushrooms should be in a forest. Uh, yeah, probably uh, not a good idea for the forest. So, Smokey the Bear would not approve. Yeah. See, more bears. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, why is the Torchman stage full of, like, trees? <laughs> it seems, like, counterproductive for a giant Torchman to be in the forest. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe because he's under Wily control, that's where they, he'll do the most damage. That makes sense. That makes a little more sense. Mm-hmm. But it's still bad to have fire-breathing mushrooms why is it fire shooting mushrooms? Um, it seems like an odd combo. I know. Are they cooking themselves at the same time? Because that sounds delicious. That sounds delicious and cannibalistic. <laughs> Delanibalistic. The best kind of delicious. <laughs> mm Taste that crime against humanity. It <laughs> <laughs> really stings. <laughs> also... Another thing, there are owls with lantern bodies. Yeah. Just more fire hazards everywhere. <laughs> owls with lantern we'll bodies, a, yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about those owls in a moment. Um, 
But another cool thing that I think uh, they only introduced for this stage, as far as I'm concerned, are enemies that you can take out in a way that is not necessarily shooting them until they die. <laughs> Go on. Um, so they have these tank enemies, right? Mm. That are shooting... <laughs> they're shooting homing carrots. <laughs> what is that? I thought that's what it was. <laughs> like, what is this? That's the most weirdly shaped design for a missile. It's just like an excavator robot. <laughs> exactly. It's like they took the design from the robots that we saw in Impact Man. Yeah. And like the ones that are like cone shaped. Yeah, yeah. It's the exact same thing, except it's coming out of a giant tank robot as opposed to a cone. Right. <laughs> but the same properties apply. But anyway, I'm getting off track. So you can actually take this enemy down by just shooting the body of the tank, which pushes it back a few feet. Right. And it could and just fall off Usually, the edge. exactly. They situate them in points where they could fall off the edge. So I don't think we've actually seen a mechanic like that in. Uh, in any of the levels so far yeah it's nice to show the variety that you can uh, achieve here and not just not everything needs to be solved the exact same way right usually like Mega Man's blast doesn't affect the positioning of an enemy Mm -hmm. but in this game i do notice that uh they really focus a lot more on the power of a charged power shot yeah in that, you know, we talked about this before, right. where if a charged power shot hits something that's currently shielding itself, it gets stunned for about a second or two. Yeah, I really like that part of the yeah, game. Yeah, I think that kind of... It, it, I think it was missing that kind of impact yeah. before, where yes. it's like, you have a charged shot, and they block it, and literally nothing happens. Right. They're just like, what was that? That was weak. It was very, like, one-dimensional. Exactly. It makes it it makes it actually feel like you've given a power shot. Yeah. As opposed to just a normal pea shooter shot. Right. So I appreciate that that uh, design choice. I hope that carries forward up to Mega Man 18. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh what else we got here? I like these firewall sections that the game implements. Yeah, good. Um, a good, few times uh, here. Game dynamic there. Yeah, it, you keep, so there is a giant firewall that uh, forces you to keep moving forward while platforming through hordes of enemies. Um, it starts off fairly lenient in terms of how fast the wall is moving toward you, but again, it's introducing the concept to you. Right. Um, granted, you're not in a safe environment, so I'd call it another instance of pain veins. <laughs> yeah, yep. Because nice. you're not safe, but you're not... Not safe, if that makes sense. <laughs> if you don't do something, you will be in pain. Yes, it's the literally like you. Come on, you've made it this far. You know the basics of this game. Like they're giving you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yes. Um, as you keep moving forward, though, they introduce a concept which I think wasn't used as well as it could have throughout the rest of this stage. Um, the concept of those flaming mushrooms and metal floors. Yeah, yeah. So they throw it off here where there's these string of uh, flame-shooting mushrooms underneath you that shoot flames into these metal platforms above you, and you can't step on them for a bit. Right. It's um, cool, but, but like, as we go they, through- it's like mm-hmm. a little unnecessary in this level, I found. Like, they could have made it cooler. Or harder. Exactly. 
Exactly. We're going to talk a little bit more about those instances where it comes up later, but you're 100% right. As we go through here, it was completely underutilized. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a thing that they thought up, but didn't really build on. Right. That's a good, good uh, idea. It is. I think that would be a really cool platforming challenge where, you know, you have just like a few of those select platforms that are like very hot and it kind of rotates in terms of when the right. mushrooms are shooting fire. So you have to, you know, jump when it's not on fire. Yeah. Like, boom, there you go. That would have been great if you just have a section like that. Yeah, it's like a classic kind of thing, too. It's like a timing platforming section. Exactly. It's just a different take on it. It's yeah. the same concept, but it, it looks different. Yeah. But anyway, we keep moving forward here. Some concept that they actually did implement in a well in a good way, which, again, it's another situation of uh, pain veins, <laughs> uh, is these darkness areas or... You know, optional darkness, <laughs> I guess you could call Ac- it. Accidental darkness. Accidental darkness. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> the only way we say that is because initially in this area, you are positioned in such a way that you'll obviously want to shoot down the owl because it's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, problem is, with the owl gone, then the difficulty in this area kicks in because it's completely dark. Yeah. So you actually can't see any of the platforms. You can see some enemies, but that's about it. Um, you can't see where there are gaps. You really, you, the only thing you can do to actually cause light to you know be around you is to either shoot your gun a bunch, or like that's about it. Anything yeah. that gives off a faint glow of light will help you out here. Uh, one but, of, one of the weapons I think has a the a kind of light, the electric one. Yeah, if you shoot the electric one. Um, that'll give you a bit of a, an idea of what's happening, but at the same time, it shoots directly into the ground, so it'll need to follow the ground. If there is no ground, it'll just go straight into a pit. Right. But that's still valuable information (laughs) for you to know not to jump there. It's all information you need. Exactly. It's all things you need to take in. (laughs) But thankfully, the owl does come back if you give it enough time, and now that you know not to kill it, uh, you just need to keep dodging the fire that it drops. So it's kind of a like a catch twenty two, a double edged sword, if you will. Yes. So it's an interesting dynamic there. It's like you need an enemy to move with you, but the enemy's still trying to attack you. Mm-hmm. So I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like baiting them to keep to make your life easier. Right. They should do that more um, often. Yeah, I like that concept. Hopefully they do do that more often. But then they follow it up with the weirdest mini-boss. Again, this has been a cornucopia of weird mini-bosses. But this one's just a giant turkey! (laughs) It's a a fire turkey! At least it's not just like a big cart. (laughs) Like all the (laughs) other ones. (laughs) That's a fair point. At least it's like a thing. But why a giant turkey? I don't know. We're in the forest. Is Why couldn't it, it have been like a giant Thanksgiving or something? And they're like, oh, maybe let's cook a turkey. <laughs> Could be, but it just seems like why you had so many options here with it being in a forest. Why didn't you have a giant lumberjack robot? <laughs> yeah. Like that would have been cool. It just swings down a giant axe at you or something. Maybe one of their things was like, let's make all the mini bosses totally 
not appropriate to the levels as a joke. <laughs> or they just gave the jobs to the interns. <laughs> it's like, okay, we can't be bothered to think of many bosses. They're not important. We're focusing on the real thing, the bosses. Yeah. So you just come up with something that's not total garbage and we'll put it in. And one of them was like, I made a turkey! <laughs> God damn it. Why did we hire you, Greg? Anyway, this turkey roast is just not even... It's not even engaging. It just jumps around. It, it is on fire. And that's it. Yeah. I, I mean, it may do uh, other things, but I took it down so fast that I didn't get to see what it did. Yeah, you just shoot it and it dies. Like... Like, what is this even? <laughs> At least the other weird robot mini-bosses had, like, a cool shtick that they did while you were fighting it. Right. <laughs> this was just boring. Just this felt like filler. Just being all confused. It's like, <laughs> I'm a turkey! How'd I get here? Maybe it's like... Why am I in this game? Maybe it's panicking because it's on fire. It's like, ah, I'm on fire! <laughs> <laughs> and you're just doing absolutely nothing to help <laughs> Just like, let me help by shooting you a lot. Like, this is a counterproductive solution. Uh, Do you have some kind of water element? <laughs> I think I am on fire. <laughs> we need to stop this. <laughs> I'm not quite dead. <laughs> It seems anyway. my skin is burning off of my body. <laughs> in a uniform I'm not, fashion. I'm, I'm still not dying. I'm just in a lot of pain. <laughs> I I think if I'm taken to a hospital, I'll be fine. <laughs> it's just minor burns. And oh God, you shot me again. <laughs> we're, we're, oh God. We're doing Will Ferrell in Austin Powers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, honestly, the background is more interesting than this fight it itself. It is such a cool background. There are, are mats at a campsite, and they're just playfully swaying next to a fire pit, and they're having a great time. Yeah. While this turkey screams in agony in the foreground, they're singing campfire songs. Yeah, they're making robot marshmallows. <laughs> it's great. It's robo s'mores. Yeah. Anyway, I don't like this mini boss. Yeah. Did we did we make that clear? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about the next step here. Fire. Right. This is necker, another firewall. This time, you know, it's personally harder. Personally and, harder. Um. They actually expect you in this area to use the speed gear to get through. Yeah, you kind of have to. <laughs> exactly. It really jumps up a lot in terms of the yeah. not only the speed, but the platforming itself. It requires right. you to actively move backward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like into the fire. It's so, so you hard. have to move really fast for that. I wonder like how hard it would be to do it without the speed gear. But that's the thing. It actively encourages you to use the speed gear because yeah. about halfway into the the area there, it gives you a cog which resets mm, your gears. True. So it's expecting you to have used a lot of that gear up to that point and is giving you a refresh halfway in. Right. So they're even telling you like, hey, if you haven't been using the gear by now, maybe start using it. <laughs> 
It might make your life a lot easier. Especially right now. It's 100% right now. Um, but I do actually want to talk a little bit about these fire areas and the darkness areas. There are, like, I appreciate this little design um, option that they chose here. There are subtle cues that they give to you before you're actually about to enter one of these areas. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you're going into a firewall area, you'll see a lot of smoke near the beginning mm-hmm. or near the end of the segment that leads into the firewall area. Yeah. Or... If you're about to go into a darkness area, the light dims for a little second right. before you actually get in there. I think the so, the easiest way, though, for the fire to tell is when you're going off screen and then it, the screen kind of just shifts like you're entering mm-hmm. a new zone. Mm-hmm. Then it's you're like, right. okay, this is something's going to happen right now. Exactly, because the light dims a little bit as it's shifting in there and you're like, wait a minute, it hasn't done that before. Yeah. So as long as it pay, it, it uh, rewards players who are paying attention. Yeah. Um, and then in the final firewall area here, it's the second verse, same as the first. Um, sorry, second verse, third verse, same as the second. There we go. <laughs> um, but the only difference is that it's a bit of a longer traversal area. And it's, it's hard. <laughs> and it's still hard, but it's yeah. a good way to lead into the boss man here. Yeah, it was cool. I thought, like... So fire all the way to the boss, no breathing time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that's what we expect as the lead up to the end of a stage. It's not going to get easier. We would expect it to get a lot harder, yeah. which it did, thankfully. Yeah. But now we talk a little bit about Torchman. All right. Uh, the outdoor martial arts master, <laughs> uh, as he is self-proclaimed to be. I guess. Um, I think as he gets, as you get into this fight again, a lot of, uh, they really rely on these puns a lot. And I say puns like in the liberal sense. So I'm just going to try and look up a few of these in-game quotes here. Um, uh, prepare your, sorry, I should use like a voice. Um, prepare yourself to feel the heat. Torch jutsu. <laughs> That's not even a pun. That was just like him Damn. saying torch jutsu. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, this is, apparently he fights in the style of torch jutsu. Okay. Which uh, I, fu- I thought that would involve like someone just like throwing a, f- like, a lighter at somebody. <laughs> it's like the it's like that episode of King of the Hill where uh, I forgot the name. Dale throws sand at somebody's face. Okay. And he's like, he's like pocket sand, and he just throws it <laughs> in somebody's face and runs away. <laughs> That's oh, what yeah. I expect something like torch jutsu to be, like <laughs> sand jutsu. I threw lighters at you. <laughs> <laughs> and I run away. <laughs> anyway, the fight itself is actually pretty good. Uh, very straightforward, as he is a martial arts expert, you're going to get a lot of flaming punches and flaming kicks and a lot of jumping kicks and a lot of, a lot of close combat kind of things. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really vary that up a lot until kicks into high gear with the power gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then does the shoots these three slow moving fire wheels in your direction. And then will wherever you are currently standing, try to slam down on you with a giant fire pillar. Yeah. Kind of similar to the ice pillar. Right. 
Did you use it? But, you know, two sides of the same coin. <laughs> um, And then it just doesn't really change up much from there. The fight's pretty straightforward. And then once you beat them, you get the blazing torch. All right. Which is like weird. Which is an odd weapon. Yeah. Yeah, so it shoots a ball of fire diagonally into the air and then crashes diagonally it seems uh, into just the ground. Like difficult to use. Yeah, it seems very like use case. Like yeah, for specific really, moments, really. Exactly, it's very specific moments. But the upgraded version of it, when you're using the power gear, is a little bit yeah. more lenient. Yeah. Because uh, if you turn that on, it shoots the ball into the air, but it shoots down three uh, fireballs in different directions. So you get a good, like, radius. You get a good spread. Good it's area. like a shotgun blast of fire. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's a pretty mediocre weapon, yeah. if I'm being honest. I agree. But, you know, it's not mediocre. Talking about his internet backstory! Internet backstory! Torchman! I was about to say Fireman. Torchman! (laughs) Despite being a fire-themed robot, Torchman is surprisingly cool-headed and disciplined, although he loses his temper when his opponent gains the upper hand in battle and is quick to activate the power gear to give himself the edge. We have a data log from the gallery. Uh, Torchman was designed as a camping advisor, teaching people about campfire safety. In his spare time, he ventures out into the wild to work on his very own martial art, Torch Jutsu. So he wasn't actually stationed there by Wily. He was meant to be in the forest. Weird. His shoulders are constantly on fire. I don't get it. How can he be the one teaching kids about fire safety when his shoulders could put the forest up in flame just by being there? <laughs> anyway. He started Torch Jutsu in order to train himself to keep his flames under control. There we go! Since the slightest lapse in judgment can cause a dangerous flare-up. Okay. Alright. Apparently just answered my question. Never mind. I will shut up. With his training incomplete, he still tends to flare up in moments of strong emotion. He gets particularly excited when it comes... (laughs) When it's time for the turkey roast. Resulting in many a scorched bird... Okay. Maybe that's why the turkey's a (laughs) mid-boss. I called it. There you go. Thanksgiving. He once tried training by standing under a raging waterfall. The subsequent repairs took three months. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate these little gallery breakdowns. It gives the robots a little more personality than normal. Yeah. Um... Also, apparently, Torchman shares the same voice actor as Rush, the dog. What? Really? Yeah. Just Torchman? They couldn't yeah. use him for uh, any of the other uh, Mavericks? I guess not. Apparently, he was just like, they came in, they're like, you know what your voice sounds great for? A screaming kung fu fire robot and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's the internet backstory. Internet backstory. Maybe he was just like he showed up that day, and they're just like, "Hey, you want to do Torchman?" <laughs> they actually just only had him for Rush. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll uh, 
I'm only used to doing dogs, but I'll give it a shot. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Out of the fire. Woo. Yes, I am sweating. Woo, man, I think we got to... Uh, wait a minute. Um, I don't know if this is like one of those mirages, but... Um, yeah, are we out of the forest or am I dreaming? Do you? Are you seeing an amusement park right now? Is that a roller coaster? Huh... Say, okay, so you're seeing it too. All right, so I guess I'm not going crazy. Um, maybe, maybe we go check it out. It doesn't right. definitely doesn't seem sinister at all. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Um, there was an explosion over there. Um. Oh, sweet. Maybe we. It's, it's, maybe. The special effects are so realistic. Oh, you think it's special effects? Okay, I'll believe you. Let's let's dive in. Bla- let's go to Blastman right. stage. All right. So, Blastman is in a theme park, and Apparently. they have a ride named after him called Blastman Adventure. When did they have time to like build up all this like marketing and? I don't know. Branding. It seems like he's the most like notorious robot if he has a theme park ride about him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I we're going to talk a lot about the backgrounds in this stage in particular. <laughs> but yeah, let's keep moving forward. Um, as you as you All initially right. jump into this stage, you pass like a little bridge with uh, that looks like it's pretty flammable. Um, and as you're passing the bridge, <laughs> one of the robots up there shoots a fireball down at you. Um, obviously, you're going to move out of the way, but you notice that when the fireball makes contact with that bridge, it explodes. All right. So, yeah, yeah, another version of Pain Veins. 
But you don't die from that. But you do know that now fire plus these specific blocks means you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> or a good or time. Or a good time. I mean, it might just be a blast. Who knows? Ah! <laughs> if they can make shitty puns, so can I. And I also appreciate how in the background, like as you're starting off, it still it even says like start on the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's hilarious. I love that. (laughs) Um, They immediately test your understanding of these explosives as you dive in initially here um, with the, I don't even know what to call them, tiny, tiny drop-kicking ninja robots? Tiny drop-kicking ninja robots. Like, they just, they fly at you, like, kung fu style and, like, uh, you have to shoot them, but if you shoot them, they fly backwards and explode. And you know that if explosions touch those boxes that you saw, they go away. So yeah. they're really testing your knowledge pretty quickly on explosion plus box equals progress, or it <laughs> equals pain, yeah. depending on you know the situation that you're in. Right. I mean, no pain, no progress. No gain veins. <laughs> <laughs> You can just put veins at the end of anything. <laughs> Speaking of uh, pain yeah. veins, though, there's a tripwire section here that pain veins the explosive traps. Yes. So you can't not pass the tripwire there, and you know again that it has set off the explosives, which will set off more explosives, and you realize, oh shit, I gotta run. Yeah. So again, you're not in this... Already starting off with the theme. Exactly. You're not going to be in any safe zone here, mainly because it's hard to find (laughs) a safe zone when you're in a constant blast radius. Right. Um, So it's mainly going to be pain veins in this stage, but nothing (laughs) that will kill you instantly, immediately. Right. Right. Um, I do appreciate, as you move through here... Uh, truck-based elevation techniques. Uh, <laughs> so, you know how in action movies where, like, they do oh, the they stupid ch- things where it's oh like, my god. oh my god, yeah. stand on top of this thing, it's gonna explode underneath it and it'll shoot us up. <laughs> they do, they actually yeah. just do that. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Also. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so <laughs> dumb, but it's so great, but it's so dumb. <laughs> I don't know. It fits the level. It, fits it the does. Level. I thought it was. I thought it was very funny. Um, but then they also. It's a. It's funny because it's also a conveyed aspect of the level where the next area actually has a similar thing. But instead of there being nothing above the uh, exploding car, there is a spike ceiling that it could smack right. you into. Funny. So there you go. It's hilarious. Aha! Spike ceiling. But again, <laughs> you were told how this interacts in the world, conveyed, and you need to use that and move forward with that knowledge in a smart way. I lost track of my thought there. (laughs) Really went off the rail. Um, Trucks. I like trucks. You know what I I also like? Little small roller coasters as mini bosses. (laughs) Why not? What is this ride? It seems very unsafe. I don't even know. <laughs> First off, 
All the passengers are falling off of the ride mid ride. They, yeah. they flip they flip and them upside down and they just fall and they get they get owied. I mean, it doesn't look like they're enjoying themselves. No, really. I mean they are fist pumping a lot. They seem to be having some kind of fun. <laughs> but I mean oh, is that I mean, doing? I don't know. Maybe they're rioting because at points this ride literally collides with itself. <laughs> but again, I don't know what these rides are made of that it can just collide like that and be fine. Man, maybe they should start maybe making more roller coasters out of that stuff. Yeah. I feel like there'd be a lot less problem, a lot less accidents. Yeah. Probably. There, you know, there are still accidents on roller coasters. That's true. It's a, it's a but problem. the funny thing is, in an area roller coaster run by Blast Man seems weirdly thought through. I mean, yeah. it's not safe by any means. But that's the point, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's all about the thrill. It's kind of like the, like, skydiving version of a roller coaster. <laughs> you're just gonna have to trust that you're gonna be okay. Or exploded. Or exploded. Or you're going to have your hitbox completely destroyed because you can only hit the tops of your heads when you're on a roller coaster and just create a giant... <laughs> uh, tundra tsunami that blows everyone up maybe yeah. that happens too who knows could be uh but as we keep going through this stage man i really love these backdrops like it changes yeah. to like a gangster scene where these gangsters are like running away <laughs> from the coppers yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like this ride is fucking nuts they like actually just enjoyed making the backgrounds yeah, they were just like, oh, this is in a theme park area? Hell yeah, I want to make this shit look super cool. Yeah. They were probably bored from doing Impact Man stage. <laughs> and they were just like blowing off some steam. Yeah. Uh, but the, game, the mechanics in this stage are pretty consistent. There's nothing too new that comes through. It's right. really just more of the same, but increasing in difficulty as, you know, the platforms still explode they still use the tripwires to make you move faster but that's about it yeah it doesn't switch up a lot in terms of that gameplay there right um the last platforming area honestly again this is more of a focus on the background than it was on what's happening in the foreground because the foreground is just again it's basic uh vertical platforming yeah. but the background is what really makes it stand out. Yes. Because they actually have background elements that are falling down. Right. And you it makes... They might, like, hurt you also. Exactly. Which could it have make... been a cool game element, too. That, that would have been cool, but in the moment, it just makes it feel more tense. Yeah. Like, a lot more action is actually happening. Right. But, yeah, I think that would have been pretty cool if uh, stuff is, like, falling down and you have to use that falling stuff as platforms. Or dodge that them. Been, that would have been a pretty cool idea. Yeah. But, lo and behold, we are at Blast Man. It, yes. It was still cool. He's still a cool guy. What, let's see. He must have some blast-based, explosive-based puns. Um, <laughs> because, of course, he does. Um, I've got a pretty short fuse! Okay. Or, um, retaliate or detonate! Or, Weaker. uh... 
What, what's wrong? Don't be a dud. <laughs> uh, hey. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about the fight itself. Um, he throws explosives. End of the fight. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> At least um, there's a cool Ferris wheel in the background. That's true. Uh, this is a pretty boring fight, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> uh, the only reason it's fun is because explosions are large and explosions are cool, I guess. Explosions um, are cool. But still, like, that's that's it. it he'll, shoot, he'll throw grenades. He'll throw proximity mines. And then his power gear is he throws bigger bombs. Yeah. Ooh, really uh, switching it up. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm, I don't know. I was kind of bored yeah. by that. Yeah. And then, like, the weapon you get kind of mimics it's, that, I find. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a very practical weapon that you will need. It is just the proximity mines. Yeah. Will you need it? I guess. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. But before we figure out if we need it, there's an internet backstory very quickly, please. Maybe. Internet backstory. Blast Man, the mad explosion artist. Described to be dangerous, volatile, and a bit short-tempered. Blast Man is fond of explosives, and when he uses his bombs to create them for his own enjoyment. I mean, I'm sorry, and he uses bombs to for his own enjoyment. Um, he also has an egotistical and narcissistic side, as seen when he places images of himself all over the stage. So that was him putting that there? I guess. I guess. Uh, maybe. Uh, while not creating explosions, Blastman fancies himself as a journalist, every month <laughs> writing a column for his favorite magazine, Boom Monthly. However, Ooh, he must lovely. be careful not to blow up his written works to bits. <laughs> uh, it's a sad life. Oh, it's the Midas touch you have, my dude. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about his bio here from the gallery. Blastman is a pyrotechnician, or in his words, an explosion artist. Someone who's been watching too many subway ads. Who designs the explosive effects for movies and theme parks. He can provide any explosion the client needs from cataclysmic blasts to shiny little bangs. At the time of the Wiley incident, he was working on a new explosion-themed attraction for the theme park Flowerland. Uh, in his spare time, he writes a column for his magazine. Um, there's not a month that goes by that his explosive opinions don't blow the pages to bits. Oh, it's ex- explosive opinions! I, I get it, I get it. Oh, I get it. He's like a he's a shit disturber. He he has very strong opinions. Exactly. Um but that's all I got here for Fla- uh, Blast Man. Blast. Internet backstory. Man. <laughs> Uh, I guess so. Um, we, did we 
Did we beat all Let's the Mavericks? Play, yeah, one, two, seven. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, we're all done. Woo! Thank goodness. But um, all right. doesn't something usually happen after this? So now we can relax. Doesn't something what? usually happen after this? I thought that's it. I thought we could just like relax now, and and then the game becomes. Oh, okay, easy. cool. Uh, let's pull up our let's yeah. pull up our beach chairs and take a break. Then, all, all right. right, great, good okay. game, good okay. job, good game. Right, cool. We'll talk to you guys. Well, hold on before we go. <laughs> Thank you guys again for listening. Uh, can you pass me a margarita over there, buddy? Thank you. All right. Thank you guys again for listening. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, there's a ton of different ways, but the best way you can do it is by sending us an email at it's the extreme at gmail.com. That's I T S T H E X S T R E A M at gmail.com. That is the West mm-hmm. way. That is the best way and the West way. <laughs> best in the West. Oh, I love it uh, when games just wrap up like that. Nothing else that we have to do. Nope. Absolutely yeah. nothing else. All right. Wait.